Welcome back to the Through the Seams podcast. I'm Kevin Fielder, joined once again by Jake Maurer, Tommy Davitsky, and AJ DeVito. Today we also have another host, uh, the guy who wasn't here last episode, even though he really should have been, uh, Jackson Hartz. Uh, Jackson, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, here's your time. What's up, guys? My name is Jackson. I live in Arizona, and I'm a Diamondbacks and Yankees fan. Yes, I know, kind of weird, but the reason I'm a Yankees fan is because basically <laughs> my family is from New York, and they are Yankees fans, so I naturally became a Yankees fan as well. But enough about me. Let's just get into the podcast. That's usually my bit, but I guess if you want to steal all my <laughs> yeah. bits, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to keep this intro short today because I don't think anyone comes to a podcast to listen to the guys uh, introduce it. Uh, and if you do, um, it's a little weird, honestly. Uh, <laughs> so today's episode, again, no baseball, so we can't really talk about baseball. Uh, so we're going to talk about baseball stadiums and our preferences when it comes to choosing a seat. And then we're also going to talk uh, jerseys. A really cosmetic episode today. Uh, we're going to choose our favorites of the new Nike jerseys along with our favorite all-time jersey. And then we're going to uh, finish this episode talking about which MLB player we'd most like to be quarantined with. I think that's going to really be interesting because we're all going to have really different opinions on that. Uh, without further ado, let's, I think, get started unless you guys want to add anything. Jackson? No, we're good. We're good. Okay, so I want to start this episode off on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, On Tuesday, March 31st of this week, the MLB announced that they would extend their support for minor league players until May 31st or the beginning of the season, whichever one comes first. Hopefully it's the beginning of the season. Uh, In a statement, the MLB said, quote, all players will receive medical benefits and may continue to use any balance that they have in their college scholarship plan or continuing education plan. Uh, Jeff Passan of ESPN reported at first with the news that minor league players would receive $400 a week and also receive medical benefits. And yes, this is a promising start for minor league players around the nation. Uh, But it still doesn't really shine a light on the massive problems that minor leaguers across the country really face. Minor leaguers, A, don't get a livable wage. They really don't. And they only get paid for the amount... Of the season, so in the cases of kind of some of the lower minor league systems, they'll only get paid for three months. After that, they're kind of forced onto their own little. Uh, they're kind of, they're kind of forced onto their own, and it's not really cool. Uh, minor leaguers uh, also kind of they often sleep in houses with multiple minor leaguers together. They don't get to really get their own apartments because they don't know when they're going to get called up, called down. <clears throat> Excuse me. They then they often rely on parents to pay their cell phone bills or pay their rent. And their game day meals are peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and cold cut trays a lot of the time. Which, uh, you know, I'm not an athlete. I'm not athletic enough to be an athlete. Uh, but even a, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich just doesn't seem like something an athlete should be eating. And, you know, wh- when minor league players are only getting paid for their season, uh, we seemingly have failed the quote-unquote grassroots of baseball. And it's the... And I understand, you know, minor league players are not going to get paid the same that Miguel Cabrera is going to get paid, or that Max Scherzer is getting paid, which is $40 million, or Mike Trout. He's, they're not even going to get paid the same that, you know, a $5 million backup first baseman is going to get paid. And that's completely understandable. But there's there should be an expectation that minor leaguers can at least, at the very least, get a livable wage. And it's it should be the expectation that they're at least able to you know, provide for their family, provide for themselves, you know, because during this whole pandemic, once spring training got shut down, these athletes didn't get any pay. They weren't able to apply 
uh, <coughs> excuse me, apply for unemployment because they're still considered workers. So they were forced to try to find jobs when most places weren't hiring. Most places weren't hiring because they had shut down. I mean, it's just, it's not cool. The MLB seemingly should have enough money to pay these baseball players at least a livable wage. And at the very least, provide them with decent travel, decent housing, things that, you know, we, we count as an expectation for people. Uh, when we don't give these people the expectations that they're worth more than, you know, the equivalent of maybe $4,000 a year, We've completely failed what minor league baseball should be, which is a breeding ground for major league talent, major league baseball players. You know, every single major league baseball player went through the minor leagues at some point. They were playing in Boise, Idaho. They were playing in Jupiter, Florida. They were playing in Lakeland, Florida. They were playing in Trenton, New Jersey. I mean, let's keep it going. And, you know, it's there's an expectation that they should at the very least be paid a minimum wage. I know I'm going to beat the dead horse on this, and I know everyone's going to agree with me because it's the expectation. The NBA G League found a way to do it. Uh, the, the AHL and the NHL found a way to do it. But Major League can't. That just doesn't seem right, and it needs to be fixed. All right, let's get back to the fun talk. Uh, my tangent's over with, and I want to talk jerseys. I want to talk the cosmetics. I want to talk stadiums. Uh, you know, I've been to a lot of stadiums. Uh, Tommy's been to a lot more than me. Tommy, what, what's your count out again? Like 13? Uh, I'm at 15 right now. Of course oh. you are. Of course you are. <laughs> and uh, I know the others have at least been to one or two baseball stadiums. I don't know what their counts are at. I mean. Four. Four. Wow. Four. I'm at seven. Okay, buddy. And Jackson's yeah, at I'm one, at too. Three. <laughs> uh, and gotcha. Three. I, Again, we're all going to have different opinions because there isn't one perfect place to sit at a base at a baseball game. You know, it's not like a football game where I think everyone's going to agree that the 50-yard line a couple rows up is probably the best seat in the house. And there's probably really no arguments there unless you really like sitting in, like, the end zone, which, why? Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, why? Uh, so, AJ, we'll start with you. Uh, what is your favorite place to sit at a stadium? Personally, for me... If it's Yankee Stadium, I love row four, uh, section 420C, behind home plate. But otherwise, any other stadium, center field, outfield, get me in the area where I could catch a home run ball. Funny story, actually. At City Field for Tommy's birthday, I was talking to Kevin Kiermaier, the Tampa Bay Rays. It was me, a few other buddies. Tommy was there, too. And we just kept on shouting his name. And then he just looked over and, like, flexed his mus- muscles on us. It was awesome. I love Kevin Kiermaier. Always be a fan of him because of that. Center field is the place to go. Hashtag Kevin Kiermaier. Great guy. Uh, All right, Tommy, if you want to continue. Oh, yeah. Um, So, has anybody here sat behind a dugout before? First row behind the dugout. I have one. First row, but I have. have. St. Lucie. I have. Yeah. I I went to a game, a Mets game against the Nationals, I think, Last spring training, not this one, the uh, previous one. But it was awesome, you know. You get to interact with the players. You get to hear, you know, the players that you watch every day at home, like, communicate in the dugout. I thought that was awesome. Heard Jeff McNeil screaming after he fucked up. Oopsie. Am I allowed to curse? We're keeping it. We're keeping it. Yeah. I called a – what's it a foul Double. ball that went right into my hands, which is really cool. That's my only, like, live game ball I've ever gotten. So I thought the experience was really cool um, getting to see um, 
the players so up close and getting to hear them communicate with everyone else. All right, Jake. Um, yeah, I was behind the dugout for a St. Lucie game, but I haven't had any experiences besides that. But uh, personally, my favorite is like just a couple rows behind right field. I was there for a Met game just this past season, and uh, it was just awesome because Pete hit a homer, a couple guys in the Tigers hit a home run, the Buffalo, Wilson Ramos hit a home run, even Aaron Altieri hit a home run. So uh, we just got a bunch of uh, home runs towards us. I think it's an awesome experience just to sit there and uh, maybe get to talk to the uh, right fielder. Uh, Jackson? Uh, uh, Tommy's pick was mine as well, behind the dugout. I Kind of everything you said I agree with. Because, like, you feel like you're, just, like, right there with the players because you're so close to the field. And, like he said, you could like, sometimes hear stuff that they're saying. And it's just a really all-around good experience. And, yeah, you have a chance to, like, catch foul balls, like he said. Just basically everything he said. Okay, so this is completely off-topic. This has nothing to do with baseball, but I honestly just hurt my wrist, and it really hurts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, yeah, I've sat pretty much everywhere at a baseball game. I've sat behind home plate. I've sat, you know... Uh, lower deck, first baseline, lower deck, third baseline, upper deck, first baseline. I don't think I've actually set. Uh, no, actually, I have uh, upper deck, third baseline, all the outfield areas. But my favorite is still the third baseline, the lower deck, but not too low. I mean, I like to be kind of about 10, 13 rows up. You get a lot of the game. You get to see a lot of the game. You get to see kind of still a lot of the strategy, still a lot of the, the pitching that goes in and everything. It looks really cool on uh, – videos and pictures and yeah i mean that's one of my favorites uh, i will also give a complete honorable mention to wrigley field left it was like third baseline towards the foul pole that's a really play, good place to sit because uh you know wrigley field is kind of in the city so you get to see a lot of the uh the buildings around it and it looks really cool but no definitely my favorite is third baseline 10 maybe 12 rows up it's pretty much the sweet spot Continue with the other part of uh, the quote-unquote cosmetics of baseball. Just talk stadiums. Now let's talk jerseys. Uh, you know, I I think we're all going to have completely different opinions on jerseys. They're like one billion jerseys in baseball history. And if you go into like the, <laughs> the deep end of the minor leagues and uh, single A, then you get another three billion. Uh, AJ, if you want to start. Name your favorite current of the Nike jerseys and then your favorite all-time slash throwback jersey. All right, so not to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. The New York Yankees have the most famous jerseys in the world. You see the pinstripes, you automatically think Yankees. First of all, they're beautiful. Second of all, if you're not a Yankee fan, you hate them. If you're a Yankee fan, you see them with pinstripes, you love them. Beautiful, good-looking, classic. New York Yankees jerseys are the best jerseys in baseball, maybe even sport. So, that'd be my current jersey. All time. This is going to be a little bit of a weird one. Colorado Rockies, I think 2010, around there, that era with Matt Holiday, the black Rocky jerseys. They had the Rocky Mountain on them. I, you can't see a picture of them because it's a podcast, but you probably know what I'm talking about. They're very underrated, in my opinion. One of my personal favorite jerseys. I love the Rocky jerseys. Love Tulo. I'd have to go all-time. My favorite jersey has to be the black Mountain Rocky jersey. I'm not going to lie. When you started talking about uh, the Rockies jerseys, I was thinking of putting a picture there. And then I realized this is actually a podcast and you can't put pictures. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> uh, Also, can you imagine Luke Voigt hitting 55 home runs in the New York Yankees jersey? In, in, 
Eat pinstripes. I mean, it's going to make a Coors joke. It's a match made in heaven. Also, Coors joke, uh, Nolan Arenado, uh, hashtag uh, Coors Coors Merchant. Um, Anyways, Tommy, if you want to continue. All right. um, For my current day jersey, I'm going to go with uh, one of the Brewers alternates this season. I love their uh, remake of their jerseys. I think they did a fantastic job. Um, I'm going with their navy and gold jerseys. I love how it looks. They got two patches on the sleeves. One's the shape of Wisconsin with uh, just a classic M over it. I think that looks fantastic. And the actual Wisconsin is like made out of bricks, which is like a reference to how their, um, I think how Milwaukee was put together of some sort. So I think that's awesome. They also got the 50 patch on the other side, which is pretty cool. Um, I love the Milwaukee cursive across the front of the jersey. I think the number placement's fantastic, and I love the gold piping down the middle. I think Milwaukee put together a very nice jersey. And for my all-time jerseys, I'm actually going to go with the 1986 Mets World Series uh, World Series jerseys. I think these are fantastic. I wish we still used them today. Um, it's one of the Mets pinstripe jerseys. I love the Mets pinstripe jerseys. I prefer the pinstripes over the our classic blue ones. But um, but they have a or like down the sleeves and down the sides of the jersey they have a nice uh, blue and orange uh, streak I think that looks fantastic they also have the um, one of those sleeves they have a 25 year patch from our last World Series which looks very nice in my opinion and I love the Mets cursive across the front also the number placement is similar to the Brewers number placement so that's my favorite all time jersey alright Jake continue uh, my favorite uh, current jersey right now is the uh, Blue Jays alternate jerseys, the uh, the all red. It's got um, their logo's red, the lettering's white, everything else is red. They have the Canadian leaf on one side and then their logo on the left side. I just think it's awesome. It's awesome in game. And I'm going to, when I get money, buy a Bichette red one. That's besides the point. Um, my favorite all-time ones are probably the um, 1990 Marlins uniforms. Where it was green on the sides and it was white on the front, and then sometimes they were all green. I just it looked awesome, and the logo was very cool. And I wish they brought it back, but um, you know, maybe when they make the playoffs, um, they'll wear it. But yeah, those are my two favorites. So in like thirty-five years, or <laughs> yeah, whenever, whenever, whenever Jeter gets his uh, gets his team together. Also, I'm really confused as to why Boba Shet over like Vladdy, but it's off the point. Good, because Bichette's better. Hot take. That's a debate. That's a debate for another day. All right. <laughs> hot take, Yankees. Hot take. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I dropped one today. He said he wasn't yeah. gonna do one. Yeah, we yeah, all know he was. <laughs> uh, Jackson, if you want to continue. My favorite current jerseys are the the Padres' new home jerseys. I mean, just like their whole rebrand, going back to their throwback ones, are just awesome. I love the pinstripes. Love the brown and gold colorway, and then the Friar patch on the shoulder. I, I'm a huge fan of patches. The jersey is just solid with the, the gold outlining and the black lettering. Or not black lettering, sorry, excuse me, brown lettering. It just looks really clean and solid. And my favorite oldest throwback jersey are the white rainbow Astro jerseys that they wore, I believe, in the 80s. Just a classic jersey, very unique and had a distinct look that no other team had, which made it more awesome. And, like, I'm pretty sure everyone just likes those jerseys. Everyone, like, knows the Astros used to wear those. So, yeah. 
on the topic of the Padres, this is a great time to remember that this is the official creator of the Kirby Yates fan club. And that Kirby Yates is the official best closing pitcher in baseball. Wait, that's not true. Uh, (laughs) 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 Anyways, uh, I'm going to go with my current, my favorite current Jersey. And you know, this one was really tough for me because I do like a lot of the current jerseys. Uh, The Rangers new ones are really cool. I really like their like their powder blue ones were really cool. But I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs home white pinstripes. It's classic. Pinstripes always look cool in baseball jerseys. Uh, you know, the White Sox have them. The Yankees have them. I didn't want to say it. And uh, obviously the Cubs have it. It's just really simple. Cubs logo looks really cool on it. And I mean, I don't think I really have to explain it because most people probably know what those jerseys look like. And my favorite all-time jersey are the 2006 Arizona Diamondbacks jerseys. They're the, like... The purple and the teal ones on uh, white pinstripes, it is so cool. It's got, like, purple sleeves. It's got that really old Arizona Diamondbacks logo with the A and then the star in the middle of it. And it's uh, just it's full pinstripes and then just purple sleeves. It looks really clean. And I, I think they used to have it in MLB The Show, and I used to wear it all the time. Uh, but, yeah, uh, pretty simple, pretty self-explanatory. I also do want to give a shout-out to the uh, – the old uh, Marlins jerseys, like Jake said, they're clean, and I really wish they would just gone back to them instead of going to these new jerseys that they have. They're not bad jerseys, but those throwback uh, teal, white, black jerseys are so cool. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to add any other jerseys that you guys like, uh, go ahead. Um, I'll, I'll take probably this. say uh, okay. you got it. Yeah, no, you got it, you got it. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> we, we were talking before the podcast about um, jerseys that we like. And when Jake said the Toronto jerseys, I assumed he meant the blue ones. Yes. Yeah, here with the reds, which was kind yeah. of surprising. I think the blue one's much better than the red, personally. So red um, that, that's my second favorite current day jersey, the Toronto blues. I think they're pretty. Really surprised Jake likes the reds more than the blues. Would you Would you care to explain? Yeah, I have really interested on that. I'm a big red guy. Big red guy. Nice <laughs> Nice commentary. My favorite color. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think it looks cooler. And um, okay. and when I went, I went. I, I've been to Rogers and I went, and they wore it, and they lost sixteen to one to the Red Sox. So I kind of have like a little background to it, but you know. <laughs> I think yeah, this is the rebuild year. This is like every right year. There. Yeah, literally like, every is, year. No, no, no. Like this was like this. Is, I think it was like it was twenty seventeen. I will say the one time I was at uh Rogers Center. Uh, the roof was closed, and I just absolutely hated the stadium. I don't know if it was maybe just because the roof was closed, but that stadium, which is, that stadium was just that stadium was not cool. For us. <laughs> it took thirty minutes to close it. It was moving at like elevator speed. <laughs> Me trying to run speed. Shout out the new Brewers cream jerseys too. Their new home ones. Oh yeah, yeah those those are cool. Those are really nice too. I also do yet. like I also do like the new Diamondbacks jerseys because they got rid of that really like stupid gradient or like scaly yeah, texture that they had on those. God, those are just repulsive. Yeah, this... and the, your your 2006 choice is pretty good. Like those are nice. Yeah, let's, let's go on to quarantine. Uh, going to just gonna keep this one going. Uh, quarantine. We're all quarantined. I absolutely hate it. I think I woke up today at like 3 p.m. Uh, not gonna lie, I have not had a good sleep schedule and we're actually recording this episode at like 12 15 a.m on friday and happy friday (laughs) our whole whole, uh our whole like just everything's kind of been messed up by this whole quarantine and obviously it's important and i hope every one of you guys are staying home if you can 
staying safe and uh, please don't lick anything please uh <laughs> god lick the toilet <laughs> that's just disgusting that was weird bro yeah that's really weird uh anyways <laughs> and he got it anyways uh let's play let's play hypothetical let's go you know you're stuck in quarantine you could choose any mlb player to be stuck in quarantine with uh only rule is obviously you can't choose like a whole team so uh Jake, you can't just go. I want to choose the whole Yankees because that is okay. one player. Uh, well, still my idea. It's yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be Luke Voigt, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Jake's gonna pick Luke Voigt. I, I always um, give him some steroids. I, I, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> oh boy, that never bodes well for me. Uh, <laughs> AJ, uh, who are you choosing? Any MLB player to be quarantined with? I, I'm gonna go. I would go with probably the most talked about player well i mean maybe not now but a few months ago trevor bauer yes story oh my god i'd want to know that he seems like a he seems like an all-around good guy good dude seems fun to be around he definitely seems like a guy who's into um those like weird conspiracy theories where (laughs) those just um one crazy they're awesome i love those so i think he likes them too so that'd be another perfect thing for me he likes drones. That'd be fun to play around outside. You know, I feel like Trevor Bauer and I would, have, would get along pretty well. So I'd, pick, I'd go with Trevor Bauer, personally. All right, Tommy, uh, keep going. Um, I'm going to go with my boy Pete Alonzo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Petey! Um, I, yeah, I think he's an awesome guy. Um, it also helps that he's really good at baseball. So, um, I think he's just, like, a really nice guy. As you've seen on Twitter, he's... Also pretty funny, tweeting about how he only knows how to twi- uh, excuse me, check swing on MLB The Show. So maybe I could smack him around in some MLB. Um, another thing that he did. Um, so one thing I want to mention before this is that I know $600,000 is a lot for like a normal person. But for a baseball player contract of Pete's like level of talent, that's really low. Which is um, nice of him because he donated five percent of his winnings in the home run derby to um, a, a, a wounded warriors project, which was a very class act. Fifty k of money that he didn't need to donate, he donated to uh, wounded warriors, which was very nice. And also um, on nine eleven this year, he bought cleats for his entire team to honor the people who died in the terrorist attacks in two thousand one, which is. Um, a very kind thing to do, obviously, especially with how much he's making. You know, he didn't have to do that, but it shows how much he really cares about New York. And I hope we'll be around for a very long time. All right, I'm afraid to ask, but uh, Jake, just just go ahead. <laughs> um, question. <laughs> can I ask? Yeah, go ahead. Okay can can it be a pass fire? No. Sure, sure. If you want to, if you All want right, to be definitely a rod, by far a rod. Oh, Guy, guy's a legend. He's on TV now. He's dating J Lo. If I could be like, I he's just a legend, and to be able to be quarantined with him, I think it'd be awesome. He's living up. He's on TikTok now. He's he's doing awesome things. I just, okay, that's not my main reason, but <laughs> that's I, that's why I'd be with a rod. I think he's just a legend, and it'd be cool to stay with him. But is he working out, and did he change his number? Because if he did, I'm not interested. Um, I mean, I don't know. Damn. Uh, Jackson, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to keep going. Uh, my Coming off be, now. My choice would be Freddie Freeman. 
I feel like every day I go on Twitter, I just see a social media post with him and his son, and him just like looking like he's just a great dad. And he had an interview like during the All Star game when he was at when he was like up at the plate, and he just seemed like a funny guy. He obviously has a great personality. He's one of the nicest players in the game. Just a, just a great person in general. So yeah, that's my choice. All right. So when I was thinking about this, uh, I wanted to choose a guy who could play video games because if I'm going to be locked in a house with someone. I'd like to be able to do something. And uh, so I kind of narrow, narrowed it down to two guys who were playing in that MLB tournament that they, uh, MLB the show tournament that they had a couple of uh, days ago. Blake Snell, the Tampa Bay Rays pitcher, and Hunter Pence, the now San Francisco Giants uh, outfielder, but was on the Texas Rangers last year. And at the end, I, my bias didn't catch the best in me. Hunter Pence, uh, you know, he's funny, he's great. And uh, I, <laughs> it's this is completely off topic, but my favorite uh, Hunter Pence memory was where all those signs it was like Hunter Pence eats ketchup with his hot dog, which is some really stupid stuff like that. Uh, you know, he's funny. He's a great guy. He's beloved in San Francisco. He's beloved everywhere he plays because, you know, he's he cares so much about the community. He's funny. He's a great guy. It's kind of the same thing, honestly. And just overall, you know, he's good at video games, which would at least provide something for me to do. And... You know, at the very least, I could talk San Francisco Giants baseball with him, which would at least, you know, at the very bare minimum, bare bones of everything would be fun because I get to uh, pick his brains about uh, Bruce Bochy and uh, Madison Bumgarner. I miss him. Jackson, I hate the Diamondbacks for that, by the way. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to add anything, uh, keep this going. Jake, please don't tell me you want to also go with Luke Voigt. Please tell me. Um, I just want to let everyone know we are one day closer to Luke Voigt's 55 home run <laughs> campaign. So, uh, but who's counting? And um, Kirby Yates is the best closer in baseball. I'm, I'm just – again, I have to ask this because I, I, we did ask this last episode and I still really haven't figured it out. If we play, let's say, 20 games this season, purely hypothetical, would he still hit 55 home runs? Absolutely. What if we play one game? Is he going to hit 55 games home runs in one game? Oh, I didn't add this. He's also going to win the Derby. Oh, well, I mean, I'd hope so if he's going to hit 55 home runs on the year. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm not going to go into the whole breakdown of uh, Luke Voigt, new number, new workout, uh, now magically a 55 home run hitter. Anyways, uh, this was a fun episode. We got to talk uh, stadiums, jerseys, and uh, quarantine. Uh, just remember, guys, Kirby Yates, best closer in baseball. Kirby Yates fan club. Nolan Arenado is a Coors merchant. And uh, Luke Voigt is not going to hit 55 home runs this year. Just never going to happen. Ooh. You're wrong. You're wrong. Ooh. Bold opinion. I, wait, I'm wrong for that. That's literally never going to happen. That will Never happened in a million yeah. years. Let's bet. Let's bet. Let's, let's put a bet on this. Let's put a bet on this. I could. I. I. I could put. I could put MLB the Show on rookie mode, and he still wouldn't hit fifty-five <laughs> home runs. Shout out to Cord. I could. I could. I could put it in Coors Field with with all the wind and everything that makes Coors Field Coors Field, and he still wouldn't hit fifty-five home runs. Let's let's make a bet. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a bet with you on if Coors. If you feel so strong about this, let's make a bet. I'm telling you, I'm not going to make a bet on Coors Field. But, uh, that details next week. All right. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we will make a bet on this. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. You can uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at The Seams Pod. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at The Kevin Fielder. 
AJ's at DeVito Sports. Jake's at Prime Jakey, or did you change it? No, 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 it's still Prime Jakey. Of course it is. Uh, Prime Voight in a few days. (laughs) (laughs) Jackson's Jackson's Twitter is at Yankees TDM, and Tommy's Twitter is... Tommy, what's your Twitter again? I'm blanking. Should have written it this down. Nowitzki Sports, baby. Nowitzki Sports. Again, we're really creative with our Twitter handles. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you guys have any uh, questions, any comments, any concerns, please uh, take all our concerns to Jake's Twitter. I don't want to see him in my mentions.